brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Welcome to Tea Time with Amy and Bev. Today I'm, I'm flying solo, and so I'm a mere girl today. Uh, with that, I um, hope everybody had a, a wonderful holiday for Thanksgiving. It is uh, December 2nd, 2020, uh, that I'm recording this. We usually record it on Wednesdays and then make the videos available on Thursdays. So we're we're coming into the end of the year. Uh, wow, and what a year it's been. Um, so, you know, in the comments, maybe you could share with us uh, something you've, um, uh, maybe something that has helped in your growth and expansion this year, and uh, something that, um, maybe a tool or technique that you've used to get through and, um, I'm referring more towards uh, like meditation, grounding, uh, you know, maintaining your energy, uh, things of that nature. Uh, in a time like this, it's so easy, so easy to turn to addictive behaviors, uh, addictive behaviors, and I'm pertaining to uh, you know alcohol, um, whether it's prescription drugs, recreational drugs, um, overeating, because we're emotion, we can be emotional eaters. Um, I would say shopping. That would be one of my things. But shopping and, you know, maybe you have, maybe you haven't. Um, but, you know, addiction's uh, something that's, that's easy to lean on uh, for us. Uh, I know in my history, uh, part of my story was to cover up my pain, my my anger, my resentment, um, the shame, the guilt. Uh, I look forward to you know that five o'clock because you know going to the bar and and uh, drinking, um, even even just getting home to have uh, a drink, um, and typically that would include probably either tequila, rum, and and or beer. Um, and so the reason for that for me was because it was easier to put the band-aid over those emotions that were keeping me stressed out. So if I was intoxicated, then I, I had a good time. I would, um, I would relax. I would, uh, ease up, have, have fun conversations. Um, but other than that, when I was sober, that was really difficult. Um, 
to stop those negative emotions from coming up and uh, consuming me. And I tell you, they consumed me a great deal every single day from the moment I hit the alarm, turn the alarm off or hit the snooze two, three, four times. Uh, it, it was an all day thing in my head all day. And, and so in my journey, what helped me was first, there were two books that helped me and it was, uh, uh, Louise Hayes, You Can Heal Your Life, and Wayne Dyer's uh, Your Erroneous Zones. And I mentioned those, I think I mentioned those uh, books last week, but those two books really had an impact on me. Um, uh, Louise Hayes, for one, she gives you the tools and techniques to move those emotions of shame and guilt, fear, criticism, judgment, uh, anger, resentment, where and um, in each chapter there's an exercise that will help you move that. Uh, but and then uh, wait, I, I resonate with Wayne Dyer because of uh, him going through being abandoned by his father. Now uh, him and his two brothers uh, were children, so they were already in a physical body and uh, being kids. Whereas my uh, biological father left when uh, my mom when they found out my mom was pregnant so just the abandonment issues and, and learning how to to navigate that as an adult because I was still hanging on to a lot of anger with that so those two people absolutely had a huge impact on my life in my healing journey and I am so uh, for sure thankful and grateful that 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 that, that they were teaching uh, what they were teaching at that time to to um, so that that information was available to me. Um, I my first book though that I picked up was actually a book by Sylvia Brown, uh, Life on the Other Side, that um, just opened my my world. Like uh, there was a world I didn't I, I kind of knew existed, but I didn't know enough about it to to really understand it. As a child, I had some experiences that kind of got my attention that things were happening and I was the only one in the room. Uh, and of course, at that time, it was back in the uh, late 70s, uh, early 80s that, uh, you know, it's just your imagination, go back to bed, you know, these types of things. I also had a stepfather at that time that uh, I didn't really trust. And so I didn't know if he was messing with me, you know, in a, in a weird way, not like physically, but uh, doing things in my room. So I just, I didn't know. And, um, but then one incident occurred that really whew, made me a little nervous. And uh, so, so I know that there was something else besides our physical body. And uh, so somebody, um, I don't even remember who told me to read the book or gave me the book to read, but they gave me Sylvia Brown's book and, and I read it and it was talking about spirit and, uh, um, you know, uh, having multiple lives and, and my mind was blown and it was super exciting to know that I wasn't crazy. 
because that was one of the things, right? When things happen and you're the only one in the room or the only one in the house and things are happening, you're like, oh my God, I'm losing it. I am losing it. Something is happening. Um, so to know that that was a false belief, I was super relieved, but it opened me up to, uh, I became very interested in spirit for one, knowing that we're spirit and body, that this body is, is a, a vehicle for us to be on this earth. And um, we need this physical body to experience the human life. We experience the emotions and experience having uh, choices. Um, and then also it opened me up to uh, past lives. And um, so if, if we are spirit and body, and when we're done with this body, we drop the body, we turn back into energy, then what happens with that energy? Do we stay in spirit or as an energetic being without a physical body? like for eternity, forever? What, you know, all these questions that, that were unsettled in me. In my, in my childhood and into my adulthood, I have visited several different um, churches, different denominations. Never really resonated with it, didn't feel comfortable with it. I wasn't actually raised to be religious in any form. Uh, I, I may be one person in your life that has never fully read the Bible. I've read bits and pieces. I've heard things that have been uh, talked about in church, but there was something else in me that needed, there was something, there were answers I, I needed that uh, I wasn't getting in those facilities or that book. And so, or I just wasn't resonating with it. And I'm not saying that the Bible doesn't have the answers or guidance. I'm, it's a beautiful um, book. I mean, I have many, many books, and they, they all have wonderful messages and, and wonderful guidance. So choose what works for you. And I'm not negating the Bible, so I just want you to know that. Uh, so um, it really got me uh, thinking about coming back into physical body multiple times and it made sense to me because of the life that I had already had or was living in, in my uh, childhood in my teens early in, in my 20s like there were things that had happened along my journey that um was interesting and I knew that there was something more it's just a knowing uh, you may have had that too. There's just a knowing that there's something else available to us or there's some, some other information that hasn't presented itself yet and you're just, you're just seeking those answers. Um, but at, in uh, like junior high, high school, super into Egyptian life, like super interested in it. I did a book report on it. I was anything that came on that was about Egyptian life. I was just in it. And, and, uh, it was, I mean, like, why would I, why would I be interested in knowing about the Egyptian life? And then, uh, then at another point, I wasn't a big reader in high school. It just was not, my thing it was not my jam um 
the books that we had to read in school, not interested, was not interesting to me, boring. When you're, when you're bored with something, it's like you can't even comprehend what you're reading. Have you ever read a book and like you read a sentence or a paragraph and you're like, I have no idea what I just read. That was me in high school. I passed with uh, honors in school, graduated with, with honors. Uh, to this day, I'm not sure how I did that, but <laughs> I managed to do it. Um, but um, when I became, it was in my early 20s that I was super interested, like, I don't know if you remember Agatha Christie. Agatha Christie was a writer, uh, a murder mystery writer. And I was consumed with these books. And that's when I actually really started reading was with the Agatha Christie books. I had almost all of her books and her autobiography. Um, I've since released those, not a part of my, my uh, collection here. Uh, but later in my mid-30s, I came across a lady who did a reading for me and she said, well, in a past life, now mind you, I'm just learning about this stuff. So I was super interested in it, really got me excited. And she said, well, in a past life, you were, um, you had an Egyptian life, you were male. And in that lifetime, your, uh, you murdered your wife. And I was like, oh. And she proceeded to tell me that in this lifetime, that I have come back together with the person who I murdered. And so this time I was the wife and the other person was the husband. So we flipped genders, but we came back into this life to move through it uh, without killing each other, basically. And it would, had pertained to the Egyptian life. After that, I was not interested in the murder mystery books anymore. I still am interested in the Egyptians and, and uh, their way of being and learning about them. I love the Egyptian uh, um, shows um, that they have, but not like I was. And it was interesting because I've had that happen with a couple other things that once it became an awareness in me, like this happened in a previous life and you're just here to clean that up, then, then it's done. And I've had, I've, it's not an issue anymore. Um, I had my son uh, come near me one day and we were passing in the hallway of our house and he just stopped and he got this really interesting look on his face, but he wasn't looking at me. He was looking over my shoulder and he goes, and it was just like, not even five seconds. It was so fast. He, he goes, Oh my gosh, Mom, I just saw three of your past lives. Really? Well, what did you see? And uh, one was uh, that I was, uh, I was um, like in a uh, uh, Asian type body and of higher, uh, uh, royalty type of thing, like princess or something like that. And I had a lot of slaves 
and I wasn't very nice. I mean, this is, this is information he got like that fast. Um, and so I was uh, neglect, neglectful as far as uh, money goes. And that was the biggest thing was, was well, one, ha having slaves and treating them the way I treated them, but the money, um, having money and neglecting that uh, responsibility that, um, so that was one. And interesting enough in this life, and it's, it's in my numerology, and it's in my astrology reports that uh, I have had during this lifetime issues with money. I've had money. I've had money come to me and I've been very abundant, but it's been one of those things like I can't keep it. Like I got to get rid of it um, because the money to me after having some thought about it and working through it, meditating on it, is that the money is going to define that I'm a bad person. And so I had to shift that belief. And then there was uh, another one, the a second one that he saw was, I was the, um, like a platoon leader in the, in a, in a service, in the military. And we went into uh, like a, like a war zone or uh, like, kind of like a trap type thing. And um, my whole platoon died except me. And that caused issues with my self-confidence that I made the wrong decision. And I led them into this, this uh, trap type of thing. So guess what I've had issues with in this life? Self-confidence and believe it or not, um, in most of my life in this lifetime is I've been an introvert and it took me a lot to move from being an introvert into because I wanted to teach about this type of stuff and spirituality and healing and that so in order for me to step into that role I had a lot of work to do to go from introvert to more of an extrovert to being comfortable with com having conversations with people and navigating them and guiding them in their own healing process. So uh, I've had a lot of work to do this, this lifetime. And the third one, uh, I don't even remember. I don't, and I keep forgetting to ask him. Uh, I had the intention this uh, past week over Thanksgiving, he came and visited and I was going to have a conversation with him, but for whatever reason, it escaped my mind, and I never asked him. So, um, so recognizing that, sure, my self confidence issues, my intro being an introvert, could definitely be about being abandoned, about being uh, born into my mom married uh, an emotional and, and mental abusive um, uh, man who, who uh, was a Vietnam vet, and so he had a an abusive childhood so a lot of stuff going on there so I was born into that and um, and then a second uh, mentally and emotionally abusive uh, stepfather and then being molested so um, not by the stepfathers by someone else and so all of that's going to for sure 
If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Have an impact on being an introvert and no self-confidence, a lack of self-esteem, and, and create um, problems in all those areas. And I totally get that. But the, the other things that, that came along with it, um, the experience I had when I was a child, I know it was some kind of spiritual spirit type of visitation. Um, but of course, I was scared to death, didn't know what was happening. No, nobody could explain it to me. And then the whole Egyptian thing and being super consumed about murder mysteries and and uh, just it, it, there, I knew there was something more. I just knew there was something more. Um, and then I got that book by Sylvia Brown. So then it opened up a whole new, another world to me. And along the journey, I, I did a lot of healing within myself uh, for this lifetime. And again, just making a, uh, an awareness, an observation that some of the other things that has happened were carried over from previous lives and it was just a it was just being able to acknowledge it and know oh okay well that's where that comes from and I just can let that go now because that's not who I am today so money isn't going to define who I am today money is a tool money is energy and uh, I get to define who I am today I get to define when I have a lot of money uh, what am I going to do with that money? How can I use it for good? How can I uh, impact people? So I need money to pay for, um, you know, the camera, the laptop, the uh, subscriptions to Zoom and, um, you know, these other platforms that I'm, or apps that I'm using um, to, to be a teacher. And so we need money and we need money for our, well, for clothes and, and you know, books. Um, but it doesn't define me. I get to do that. So keep that in mind. If you are struggling with money in a, in a way of you're not understanding why you can't keep it or why you can't bring it to you, then maybe there's just some cleanup to do from, from um, a previous life that is carried over. Um, some people might believe in past lives. I mean, I know a lot of people who believe in past lives, but, and some people may not, and that's okay. I'm not asking you to change your, change your belief systems for me. So, um, but I just know that in my mind, in my heart, in my body, all of this made sense to me. And, and maybe it was just a tool for me to be able to release some of that stuff, um, our tools 
our techniques, our skills come in different forms. That's so going to help us. Um, and uh, in a healthy way, we want a healthy way to to navigate our healing process. So just be aware of that. So a lot of people haven't been given the tools or techniques, the skills to deal with anger. And so, you know, you get triggered and your anger, your temperament goes up. Maybe you are abusive. Maybe uh, you yell and scream. Maybe you, you hit a wall, punch a wall, excuse me. Um, and so we want to have healthy ways to, to handle those emotions that are bottled up inside. So in that, uh, in that journey, the whole past life thing came up, which was super exciting. And then that, of course, that led into hypnosis. So hypnosis is how you get into, um, uh, you know, maybe uh, observing or experiencing a past life. Um, so opening up that whole world about the subconscious mind and the conscious mind and the ego and just, wow, it was so exciting to me that uh, we have a whole bunch of information stored in our subconscious mind that, uh, that is like on autopilot, autopilot. And so we have hypnosis to help us relax into a state relax enough into a state to access those subconscious uh, i call them folders or files to help us switch that and that's why people you know have great success with weight loss and smoking and, and other addictions um but i love it and and i'm very interested in it as far as accessing past lives i've done past life regressions with people They've had great results in recognizing, I had one lady who uh, she, she never, in this lifetime, never wanted kids. And she didn't understand why. It was just one of those things. She had, it was a, I don't understand. Why do I want to have kids? Why am I not interested in having kids? And we did a, we did a regression and she found out that in a past life uh, that um, she was, raped by her father and ended up pregnant and so we were able to do some healing around that um and again i'm not saying that this is this is the do-all be-all for you uh but i do know and i have witnessed and and reading the books of like um brian weiss and michael newton uh sylvia brown that um, there's been great success in that so whether it's true or not, you know what? If it works in a healthy way, I'll, I'm there. I'm, I'll, I'll give it a go. Uh, and then, uh, so where I'm going with this is, I know we're in the, during the holidays and the holidays bring up uh, quite a bit of emotion. If, if you've had somebody transition from the physical body back into spirit, um, that, that we're energy our spirit is energy and this physical body is just a vehicle again like i started with the physical body is just a vehicle for our spirit to be in it to have a human experience and we want to uh, recognize that 
our life here on this planet is so temporary, so temporary. And, and uh, a part of the human life is we don't know when that's going to end. And that, uh, that most times, I don't know that anybody has gotten a notice like, okay, on this day at this time, this is when you're going to go, that we don't know. We don't know. We just don't know. And um, of course, when it does happen, for most, it's a shock. Um, so during the time of the holidays, I, I like to have a conversation about spirit um, because there are ways to connect. And when you're in a space, I know this year has been quite the experience, the entire year has been quite the experience for on a global basis and um, people have had um, friends and family who who have gone into the hospital have transitioned from physical body back to spirit not being able to be there with them during that time because of um, because of the pandemic and the, the hospital's trying to keep everybody safe and, and reduce the spread of, of the virus. And so, so it's been a really, really, really rough year of people uh, choosing, I say choosing, so if that strikes a nerve with you, just bear with me, but people choosing to leave their physical body. And I say choosing because in, in my, uh what works for me is that we do we choose to come here to inhabit a physical body and we also choose to leave and we don't know like it they call it a spiritual contract that that spiritual contract does say like in era actually sylvia brown talks like you have seven exit points so like um you have seven different times in your life that could be an exit point. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. And um, it may be like a fleeting moment that it, you made the choice instead of getting in your car and going, uh, turning right, like you usually do, that you turn left. So you avoided an accident or you avoided being somewhere where you could have been uh, maybe shot or um, getting an accident and, and transition. Um, could be something like that. And you may never know. That's the interesting part is you may not ever know what those exit points are. Just something in you has said, um, you know what, we're going to turn left today to the right. Okay, let's just go a different route to work today. Okay. Or um, maybe you, you know, you were like, well, I need to go to the bank and you get ready to go to the bank and then somebody you get a phone call that says hey i need you to go over here where you're distracted from going to the bank and find out later that maybe there was a bank robbery or something and people were 
killed or something like that. I'm just, I'm using examples that, that you could relate to that, um, that these are possibilities. Like we have, and this is what she talks about, Sylvia Brown, is that you have seven exit points. I know of, for sure, of one that I had. And uh, it was, it was after I had a reading and I, actually I've had two. I, I remember two and they both involve a vehicle. Um, when I was traveling and uh, it was a two lane road, two lane highway. So two lane highway, no turn lane. And we were, we were going into this really super tiny little town. Um, and I had my blinker on, there was other cars behind me who were slowing down. Uh, but as I was slowing down and just making the turn, I was just beginning to turn this, um, I think it was like a Camaro, young kid, just graduated high school, was getting ready to go to college. He decided we were going too slow and he wanted to get past all of us. And just as I was turning, he clipped my bumper. Had it been any other, just like one more second, he would have T-boned me. So that would be one. And then the other one was, um, I, I had a, this is, this one really got my attention. I had a, a card reading, a tarot card reading, but it was with um, Indian type, Native American type uh, cards um, from a lady who uh, has Native American blood in her. And she really resonated with that type of being. And uh, so she did a reading for me and she just looked at me and she goes, something's going to happen. Um, and it's going to involve a vehicle where you will, um, you're going to get hit and you have to make the decision to either stay in spirit. Basically you have the decision, you're going to have to make the decision to die or come back. And you have to come back. And that the mindset I had at that time was, you know what, I'd be okay if I died. Because I was not good in my head or in my heart. Like I was very emotionally heavy that I was like, cool, I gotta come back. I have work to do. I have stuff. What are you talking about? And this was before I really got into uh, deciding to be a teacher. I had a lot of healing to do before I decided to be a teacher or a coach. Um, but she's like, yeah, you're, you're gonna be involved in a vehicle accident and you have to come back. You can't, you can't die, you have to come back. Wow, okay, so about two or three years later, she said it was gonna be within the next five years from that time that we had that reading. In the next five years, this is gonna happen, but you have to come back. And I was like, okay. <laughs> Wasn't really excited about that, but okay. So um, two, three years later, my son and I were in the car. He was uh, very young. He was sitting in the back seat. It was before we had to, had to have, had to have uh, car seats for our little ones. Um, so he was sitting in the back seat in the center and, uh, I was at the front of a turn lane 
So lights red, I'm sitting there. And he really liked gum as a child. He loved gum. So I always had to have gum on me, you know, in my purse or something. So we're sitting there and he says, mom, can I have a piece of gum? Sure. So I reach in my purse and I have to turn to hand it to him. And just as I turned back, the light was green and a car came speeding through. Wow. Because had I been watching the light like normal and it turned green, I would have been right in the middle of that. So nothing since that, since that incident, there's been no other experience um, that I'm fully aware of that I would have been in the middle of where I had to make the decision to either die or come back. So I felt strongly when my heart, when that happened, I knew that was the point. I knew that that was the, the incident where this would have been my choice. Um, so that has stuck with me, obviously, for, for many, many years. He was, this was in my uh, early 30s, I believe. He was very young. Um, so. So knowing that there is, there's information available to us that, um, that this lady would be able to tell me this, that this other lady was be able to tell me about, you know, you're this, you hadn't, like, she didn't know any, this lady had told me about my Egyptian life and murdering my spouse and all that. Like, they didn't know, this lady didn't know I had an interest in Egyptian life. She didn't know that I read murder mystery books. This other lady, she kind of knew me, the one that did the tarot reading, but how does she know that um, this, this accident, this vehicle accident would happen or could happen? Um, and, and then other things that have happened in my life. How is it that uh, like the women in, in our family, so my grandmother, um, my, my aunts, I've, two aunts and then my mom's my mom's the oldest of three or of six kids but only the women and myself so i'm the, i'm the oldest granddaughter like we have this connection and you know we think of each other and bam we're receiving the phone call hey i was oh my gosh i'm surprised you called me i was just thinking about you or um we think of one of them and we call them and they're like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad you called. I'm having this problem, right? It's a note, like this telepathic energy message that's available to us because we are energy. We're spirit and body and we are energy. And um, finishing other people's sentences, like you, you just know what they're going to say. Uh, my husband, he thinks about something and then right like within seconds, I'm just like, hey, you want to have pizza for dinner? And he goes like, oh, get out of my head. I was just thinking that. I mean, how is that possible? How is that possible? And there's probably some scientific explanation and that's all cool. And that's if that's the route that, that works for you, fabulous, go for it. But to me, what works for me is that everything is energy and if we're spirit and body and we are energetic beings we 
never die, ever, ever. We transition from a physical form, and let me just do a side note. We know that this is not a physical form. Like this is not solid. This, if it's already been proven, so I don't need to go into the scientific stuff. I don't speak that language, but I can just tell you that when they go into the smallest particles of our body, it is just space. There's nothing solid about us. Um, everything we see is is just the molecular uh, part of, of what we've seen, of the material. Some is denser than others. And so if we are energetic, this is nothing solid about us or anything else around us, then our spirit, energy cannot be destroyed. It just changes form. So when we drop the physical body, we go back into spirit. We go back into um, our true essence. And in my experience and for, for what works for me, I can only speak from my uh, viewpoint and my, um, my belief system and what feels good into, to my heart is that we return back to source. And source could equate to God, universe, the divine, higher self, whatever that might be for you. Um, I will interchange those words. To me, they all mean the same. That our spirit just returns back to source. And source is love, unconditional love, pure love, and joy. I like to add in and joy because I just feel that when we return back into spirit, we are in experiencing pure love and joy. Um, and that your family, your friends that have transitioned spiritually, energetically, they are still alive. They are still available for connection. What, what happens for us in the physical form is that we want that physical contact. We want that hug. We want that, that, um, that the words, right? And that's not an option from another physical being because they've transitioned. But when you can be in your present moment and you think about them, think about them in the space of if you've ever seen them happy or joyful or um, you know, you've, you've been with them and you just had the best conversation and you laughed and and it was amazing time, hold that vision of them, hold that memory of them. And that is what will create the more that, because that elevates your energy from a physical state, that elevates your energy to, and vibration, energy vibration, to a point to where you can connect with your um, friends and family that have transitioned. So think of it that, that, um, the analogy, let's say your relative moved to, an, to I was gonna say to China, okay? To Asia. And they learned that language and now that's the only language they speak. So for you two to communicate, maybe you need to learn how to speak their language now, okay? That's the same thing with connecting with your spirit, uh, spiritual, family and friends is that 
to learn to communicate with them, it is, it's through the heart, it's through the memories, it's through happy memories, please, joyful memories, please, let's, let's be clear about that. Um, when you think of them, they're there, like they're with you, and you know, you say, you hear it over and over and over, You're, they never leave, they're always with you, and um, you can physically actually feel like maybe the room gets, uh, or maybe your skin gets warm, or you feel a cool breeze, or maybe you feel like somebody's actually putting their arms around you. Those are moments that you're connecting. And it's important that you keep your vibration up. Now, I know that when somebody transitions, that it is that, that people go through a grieving process. And I get that. Grieving is necessary for most people. But hear me when I say this, grieving is also a low vibration. And we want to, if you want to receive, have that connection spiritually or energetically, vibrationally with your uh, friends or family of transition, we have to keep our energy up. We have to raise our vibration. And, and out when, when, when we transition, and we go back into pure love and joy. Do you, seeing it from that perspective, do you think that you would want to look down on your loved ones and see them crying and 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 sad and depressed and 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 you know they just put their life on hold? We're, that's not my vision. When I'm in spirit, I want to look down on my family and know that. They're gonna keep going. They're gonna enjoy life. They're gonna they're gonna still have fun. They're still gonna bring the joy. And even though I'm spirit, I'm I'm a spirit. I can experience that joy with them. So our friends and family can experience. They show up for celebrations. They show up for birthdays, weddings, births. Um, they do show up for the the funerals. Maybe most times to help that well people have already transitioned but to be there um in the vibration of the celebration of the transition of somebody so it's still a celebration of life and that's what we say it's a celebration of life a celebration that we had the experience the life experience with these people and now they have returned home i say home i say spirit being in spirit is home this is temporary. This is like getting an apartment for six months, right? It's a temporary thing. And then in six months, you move to a different apartment. In, 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 a, in a few days, in a hundred years, we don't know that time frame. We're just, we're moving. We're moving from earth back to spirit. And that's how uh we keep coming back if we choose to to come back into the physical body having other earth life experiences um maybe you, ex you maybe you believe in other galaxies and other planets and that's cool too um 
we come for our growth and expansion on a spiritual basis. And we want to have these human, human emotions as an experience and having the free will of making choices and having experiences in relationships and having experiences with material stuff. That's the physical body. This is, this is what I call getting a PhD in earth life. Like it's not easy. I've not done it, but I've heard the stories. It's not easy to get a doctorate. You get your PhD. It's not an easy task. It might be if you're a genius, I don't know. But in, for me, I, I probably uh, have to study a lot to spend many, many, many hours in, in the book. So in my head, for me, it would be, it would be um, maybe not a struggle, but it might be a little trying to get a PhD. Um, that's the way I see life. Like our spirit is getting a PhD in earth life. And once we feel our spirit and whatever, whatever our spiritual contract is for however long we're here, will transition back and we choose to come back over and over and over again. That works for me. That's the way I see it. That's what I embrace. And it feels good to me to, to have that belief system. Um, uh, and I, I just read a book about children in past lives and hearing the stories of children. And this book was written back in 90, like the early nineties. Um, and so I just super, I really, really am intrigued with that information. Um, but I, I just really want to help you be aware that the holidays bring up the emotions, the birthdays, the anniversaries, the weddings, like all of those are going to trigger emotions because that person isn't here in the physical form. But no, they are with you in spirit. And they, they, um, are in celebration with you and they want to celebrate with you and they want you to still be joyful and still embrace life and life experiences and keep going. I'm not saying it's easy. I'm not saying it's the easiest thing to do by no means. Um, but just giving you that awareness and the more you raise your vibration in, in a joyful state, the easier it is to connect. So I tell you a story about my grandmother. My grandmother was diagnosed with uh, cancer, and it was in her um, it was in her liver, kidneys, um, and I forget the third one. Anyway, it was she only gave her a couple months. So uh, I told her, I said, "Grant, because because I was I was already living this information that I have so it was a few years ago." Um, as living already living with this belief system that we're spirit and body, and she's gonna go home. And my grandfather had already transitioned with some other family and friends, and I knew she was gonna go be with them. And then what I the way I see it is she is more accessible to me in spirit than she was in physical form. I could have picked up the phone and called her, but the distance between us, she would have to come to me or I have to go to her. And so um I feel that when people transition, like I put them on my universal team. So my universal team consists of 
uh, deceased loved ones, ancestors, spirit guides, um, uh, uh, master guides, uh, master healers, the angelic realm, and source. And so all of that, I just say my universal team. And so she's on my universal team. And I'm like, sweet, one more team member. And I have access to her always. And, uh, and so each person that I know of, um, who, that I have personally known, I'm like, oh, super, another one on my spiritual team. And, and please know I don't negate that the family and friends here on earth are, are going through their grieving process and the loss. Um, I get that, and I, I, I understand that. And the first person who uh, transitioned that was close to me was my great-grandmother. And my difficulty, so the belief at that time, I was in my uh, early 20s, was that when you go to a funeral, you have to wear black. That was my belief system. And my great-grandmother passed, and so I went in my closet, and I was standing there. And even though I had a lot of black clothes because I was still kind of super depressed at the time. So black, white, or gray was my wardrobe. I did have some other colorful things in there that I wore very seldom. It was black, white, or gray. That was my wardrobe. Um, so I went and I stood in my closet, small walk-in closet, and I'm standing there, I'm looking at my clothes, and I could not bring myself to pick out anything black to wear to her funeral because that was that didn't represent her she was she was loving and caring and she was like five foot i think but she was spunky um you know you couldn't get nothing past her she was just great and i was like black because to me black that was like that was that was my depressed clothes and i was like i'm not depressed and, and i know that she's still with me and this that by me wearing black does not feel good. Like it was, didn't feel like I was representing her. I had to call my mom. I called my mom. I'm like, do I have to wear black to her funeral, to grandma's funeral? And she's like, no. I needed permission for somebody to tell me I did not have to wear black. So I got this uh, cream, creamy colored dress, had some lace on it, and then little tiny. Um, uh, roses all over it and that's what I wore and uh, I felt so much better my mom said no you don't have to wear black I was like oh thank you because uh I really really struggled with that and and it's interesting how our beliefs uh what we're programmed to believe uh, really plays a part in our life just in general so anyway back to my to my grandmother so that was my great grandmother when she passed. I didn't want to wear black. And so my grandmother, when she transitioned, or before she transitioned, I said, "Listen, Graham, I want you to let me know you're okay when you when you when you uh, go um, be with Grandpa. And um, there's one thing you can do for me, and this is how you're going to tell me you're okay. I have a picture of you and my and Grandpa in my hallway, hanging on the wall." And I want you to take that off the wall. And, and of course, she kind of looks at me and is like, okay. So I knew that this would be okay. And it was okay to ask her of this. And because once you transition, so whatever beliefs you have as far as in the physical form when you transition, like 
like all that's gone all those you know that heaviness is gone and those belief systems and and i knew that that at some point that picture would somehow come off the wall now in my human mind what i was thinking was it would fall like it would just fall off the wall and um it was when they were setting up for her celebration of life that my mom calls and she says hey uh we're getting we're getting we're gathering pictures for grammy's uh um celebration and there's a picture in your hallway of grammy and grandpa could i borrow that honestly i didn't think anything of it i'm like yeah sure oh yeah no worries i'll get it back though right yeah because i <laughs> this is the one picture i have right now uh and so she's like yeah i just need to borrow it for for the for this um get together and it's like okay it wasn't until so she came she got the picture she left um it was like two weeks later it was not an immediate thought because again my thought was the picture would fall off the wall or something like that it wasn't until like two weeks later i sat there and i went oh my gosh you took the picture off the wall so whether that is exciting to you or not or whether you believe in that or not it, it doesn't matter i know that when it hit me i was so excited and so elated i was like she had my mom take the picture off the wall and i'm thankful for that because had it fall and fallen it may have broke the glass right and so i was thankful that my mom took it off the wall but to to think that the picture and that is the only time that picture since I put it up, that is the only time that picture has come off the wall. Hasn't. Now that I say this, I'm gonna have to be aware. So maybe, I'm, maybe me talking about it and talking to her, it'll come off. But um, and it's been many, many years that that picture has been hanging on the wall. My mom borrowed it. We put it back. It's still on the wall. Like I might have, um, you know, had to clean it or something but to actually take it off the wall in other, any other form hasn't come up. So, uh, so anyways, things like that, that we receive these messages. And as soon as I recognized, I was like, oh my gosh, she took the picture off the wall. She's good, she's great. I already felt like she was, and that wasn't a doubt in my mind, but that was a confirmation for me. Like she took the picture off the wall through my mom, why? of all the pictures that my grand my grandmother has a ton of pictures why of all the pictures did my mom ask me for that one picture off my wall okay just saying just saying it works for me so if it works for you great if not but really like uh when people start opening up about their stories like that and um sharing their stories then other people can recognize they're not crazy just like i was saying earlier that when i started reading the books from sylvia brown and stuff like i recognized i wasn't crazy uh this is also something that helps that when we share our stories like this um we recognize like oh these things do happen they do happen if we're present enough in our life to recognize it right if i would have been present enough 
with my mom taking that picture, I would have recognized it right then. At that time in my life, I was crazy in my head. I was busy. Um, I was thinking about the past. I was beating myself up. I was down on myself. I was depressed. And two weeks later is when I recognized the picture came off the wall. That's when I made the observation like, oh my gosh, she's good. My gram's good. But being present in the moment and having a higher vibration than, than that, because grief is like, like down there with like a depression type of energy. I'm not saying you're depressed, but it's in that energy vibration, the energetic vibration of the emotion that makes us very low on the vibrational scale. And we want to raise our energy up more closer to the vibration of joy. And uh, um, because remember, when they're in spirit, they are love and joy. That is their vibration. Vibration of love and joy is very high, very high. And we want to raise our vibration up so that we can have that connection. And whether I know maybe maybe you've had people transition and maybe you're just tired of hearing it that they, they're always with us. Spirit is always with all that has ever been, all that ever, will ever be is always present. Um, if, I mean, if you really wanted to, to do the type of work like of Albert Einstein, you spiritually have access to that information. You have access to him, to his spirit, to that information, if that's what you need or want. Um, but you have to be present to receive the download, to receive the information to come in. I've done that a lot this year where, uh, not necessarily with Albert Einstein, it's a little too, uh, too uh, high, high thinking for me, um, but my creativity this year, I've had a lot of creativity happening as far as technology. I'm not a, a like super savvy, person when it comes to technology but what I found out is I like to do puzzles uh, when I was growing up my grandmother always had puzzles and um, so so putting a puzzle together or in during this year uh, taking my business online and learning a lot more about technology getting apps to talk to each other setting up different apps and switching apps from one thing to the next like that's a lot of, that's like back end, back office information. And there's a lot to it. Um, and I would sit and I would say, not necessarily out loud, sometimes out loud, because I'm typically home by myself, uh, that I would just open up and ask, right? Ask my angels, ask spirit to help guide me through this help me with the solution for this help me solve this puzzle how do i get these two apps to talk to each other how do i get the the right information in the right areas in the back office of this program how right and allow that information to come as similar to have you ever been stuck in something uh, that you're working on and you just can't figure it out you get up and walk away, you break that 
that pad that um, that focus because you're focused with blinders on. You can't see anything else. So so you walk away. You take a breath. Go to the bathroom. Get some fresh air. Get your cup of coffee. Get some water. Whatever it is. And then you come back and it, bam, done, got it, easy peasy. It's opening up yourself to say, I need some help here. And uh, uh, I don't know the answers, but help me with the solution on, on figuring this out. I've done that a lot this year. And it has really, uh, things have been easier that way. And I, I'm not beating my head on the wall trying to figure things out because I ask, well, where's that information coming from? If I, in my head, don't think like I, I, me, Amy can actually figure this out. Where's that information coming from? What is guiding me to say, go to YouTube and look at this uh, key and this information in the search engine. So this pops up on, and, uh, well, if you push this button, then this would happen. Or uh, call this person because they could help you, right? It's, it's not like a, a forefront in my head to do those things. I sit, I breathe, and I ask. And then the guidance comes. The guidance comes. Now, that guidance, again, is from my universal team. It's, it's encompassing all spirit. So there's tech, technology gurus who have transitioned, maybe that's the information I'm downloading, you know? So, uh, or thinking about us needing a solution for something and somebody calls me and says, hey, I was just thinking about you. I thought I'd give you a call. I'm like, seriously, you're the one person that, I, that could help me with this thing I'm going through right now. How do I do this? How is that happening? That telepathic communication, that spiritual connection, that uh, 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 amazing world of information. It's just like the I'm working on Wi-Fi right now. I can't see the connection of the Wi-Fi, but I know it's there. I know it's working. Or your cell phone. You pick up your cell phone and you call somebody. There's no physical connection. But you know when you call somebody or text them, like typically, you get an answer, right? And or you're using the internet. You can't see the actual connection from the satellite or the towers or the companies that are facilitating or, or providing this service. You can't see that, but you know it's there. You just trust. You trust that when you turn on your computer or your you go on the internet with your phone or you make that phone call, you trust that it's going to work. Trust. Faith. These are two words that um, are used strongly in with connecting with spirit is trust and faith. Trust that that spiritual connection is there. The energy, the energetic vibration of the information and knowledge of the universe is available to you. Trust that you have the ability to connect with your loved ones who have transitioned. Trust. And the faith is, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. I never had one doubt, not one doubt, that that picture would come off the wall. Not one. 
didn't know the time frame. Didn't matter. I knew that picture would come off that wall. Trust and faith. I trusted that she, in her way, would get that picture off the wall. And faith, believe, believe that it's going to happen. Believe that your friends and family who have transitioned into spirit are with you. Light a candle, say a prayer, sit in meditation. Think of those happy memories. Celebrations. All celebrations, they're there. They're celebrating. So remember that uh, uh, it's not been so much lately, but uh, people taking pictures and there's orbs. It was, it was really common when we were still using film to take pictures. Um, it still happens on our cell phones with our, with our cell phone cameras, but you don't hear of it as often, but orbs, these little round, but they look like somebody blew bubbles, um, soap bubbles when you took the picture because all these little round things were everywhere. Or maybe a big one, just like, bam, here's a big old orb right here. Those are, are that is the belief that those are our family and friends and spirit or spirit um, beings there to be in celebration. Uh, my husband and I had, uh, when we got married in 2008, his sister had already transitioned into spirit and we had a picture taken. Somebody took a picture while we were saying our vows and above him was this big orb and um and it was all of us just me that were like that's your sister her sister's name was amy as well like that's your sister amy being there with you and other pictures that were taken there were orbs um so so be mindful of that when you take pictures that especially at celebrations if you see those little circles in there or you know, like a, a like a smear of white. That those are probably your friends and family being there with you to celebrate. They love to celebrate. They love to have fun and be joyful and laugh. And so, do your best if you are grieving. Please know again, I'm not negating being in grief. I'm not negating that one bit. It's sad that people leave us. And, um, you know, our hearts, you know, is heavy and it, you know, it's just a shock or whatever you might be going through. However, do your best as soon as you can to lift your spirits, to be in a joyful state, to, to uh, continue with your life in a space of fun. And, and I just keep saying joy and, and fun and happiness and, and exhilaration and excitement because when you're doing that they are still with you uh the other thing is children little types and animals especially dogs uh will sense when spirit is around so if you've ever had like a, a child having a conversation nobody else is in the room even you're in the other room and you're hearing them talk and you're just like who are they talking to or uh, your your dog standing there barking at an empty corner. They're standing there barking at nothing, but there's something there. Uh, listen to your children or listen to your grandchildren. 
because they may they are very open to spirit and um, are very close to that connection because they're still very innocent. Um, as as adults, we get very uh, clouded in our spiritual self and. Our connection, it's like having a weak Wi-Fi. Uh, our connection gets weak, and we have to work back into getting that connection. So uh, I just can't express enough how important it is that um, my heart goes out to you, especially during this year, if you have had um, any family or friends who have transitioned. Uh, but I encourage you. I encourage you to get your spirits up as quickly as you can to, to have the joyful memories, be in connection with those joyful memories as often as you can, laugh as much as you can. Uh, guilt usually comes up and it's usually very heavy in the sense of um, it's not right for me to, to laugh when this person has died that's not right. Well, that's a belief that maybe you want to work on. Spirit, pure love, pure joy. They want us to be here on earth, have fun, be joyful, play, and they will include themselves in that. So um, again, my heart goes out to you if you have had difficulty this year with that, with losing, with the loss of, of a family or friend. Um, and, and I honor the space that you're in with whatever, uh, process that is for you. Uh, but I can just encourage you, please encourage you as much as I can to, um, be, uh, lighthearted, be joyful, have fun. And, uh, remember, listen to the little ones because, because they, they may say some things, have conversations with somebody that's not there, and um, that would be a connection for you as well. So just be mindful of that. Um, so with that, I wish you all the best, and I want to thank you. I went a little long on this one because I wanted to uh, give as much information value as I could as as far as having um people transition back into spirit and i'd really like to know if you do have stories do you have um experiences that you've had in the past that uh are are that you can now recognize like oh yeah this happened and i didn't know what it was or why it happened or or uh yeah i had connection with my my uh, mom or dad or somebody who transitioned. I'd love to hear those because um, I think it's important that we share that more and more to to help people recognize that um, it's real and we're not cray cray. I'm, I'm thankful for that to recognize that I'm not crazy. Uh, and there are other people, there's many, many, many people on this planet who have had experiences too. Sometimes they don't, I, we weren't, we didn't talk about it because nobody in my family knew about it. I was kind of the catapult on that belief about spirit 
and be able to have that connection with spirit and what telepathy was and, and us being energetic beings. Like I was the catapult of that in our family because I was open enough to get that information and knowledge. Um, and now I teach it, I read about it, I love it. And those are typically the types of books I read now. So, and, and it brings me a lot of joy to have that information and to be able to share it. So again, put your, uh, put your stuff in the comments. Let us hear your stories. Let us, let us uh, hear um, uh, what, you know, share with us what, uh, what you've experienced with your loved ones that have transitioned or, or other stories is good too. And that's in that realm. So uh, with that, thank you so much for being here again. Uh, well, um, hold Beverly in your prayers. And, uh, and when she returns, she returns. And we're going to give her that space to be ready. In the meantime, I'll be here for you. And, um, you know, Maybe you know somebody who would embrace this video or this this uh, podcast to that they need to hear it as well. So I uh, ask that you know provide the information to those that would be that it would be beneficial for. So with that, thank you so much for being here. Tea time with Amy and Bev, and I'll see you next week. Um, so take care and have a great week. <laughs>